What's the feeling on the streets of the Hunter? What's getting under your skin or making you hot under the collar? Let's take the temperature of the region. It's the Pub Test with Paul Scott. It is time for the pub test and welcome back for another week and thank God it's the last week we're going to be talking about the election. Good morning, Paul Scott. Haven't had an election for a while. Looking forward to an election. <laughs> are, you, uh, are you one of those people that uh, sits at home on Saturday, you've got your glass of wine and you sit by the television? Look, um, uh, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm a bit indecided about where to go. Mm. Uh, this, like, often I do. I like, like, okay, I want to sit down. I want to watch Anthony Green unravel the numbers and, you know, I... I adore Anthony. Oh. That is my favourite part, honestly, just watching him call it, and he's always right. But he's got such a, um, uh, like, it's an understated sense of humour. Like, what he does is just, he, he, he is great. So I was thinking, yeah, I'd say how much you watch that. But there's also some election parties going on. I haven't been, I haven't been one for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, uh, and I'm trying to figure out that. That could be that could be okay, but of course, it's like going to watch the football at someone's house. You know, are people really focused on what's happening? No. Or are they kind of like you know faffing around about? Yeah, I, I uh, think that's things. more more the point. Yes, I, I think an election party. No, sorry, I had a friend of mine. He was over on on the Saturday night. He's a Labor supporter, and. We've gone. He's never coming over again on those sort of nights because it was one of those ones where Labor didn't win, and this friend of mine just became so sullen. <laughs> that's not dreadful. That's not the awful. kind of people you want there. Uh, look, I don't know. I mean, my my opinion is that when when you know Labor Party lose, they go, "Oh, the sky's going to fall now." And I think most Liberal Party people go. Oh, well, we'll try again next time, <laughs> shall we? But, oh, I don't know. Because Rob, Rob said, no, he's not coming over for an election party ever again because there was this, oh, sullen, horrible thing. Well, coalition supporters can take solace in the fact that, you know, historically, mm. since the Second World War, it's... Um, Three times. They can actually say, it won't be long no, until we're no. back in. Don't, don't, you know, yeah, don't worry. I, I find, yeah, I find conservative people just go, oh, yeah, oh, never mind. Skyfall, you know, we're there, vote them out next time or whatever. But Labor Party people take it so seriously. They really do. And, and look, that brings me to uh, to the point that I wanted to talk I'll, to you I'll about. I'll leave you two to talk yeah, thank together. You, thank you. See, now that he's got that OAM around his neck, he, you know, he thinks he can just do whatever he wants, Paul. That is fantastic, though. Good on him, mate. It is. That's great. Good it's on wonderful. Michael. It's wonderful. It really is. Um, now, obviously, there's been some bitchiness, some horribleness. I mean, you know, what has been happening up in the uh, in the seat of Patterson which with some of the bullying that's going on up there I must admit I uh, I was helping a friend a couple of years ago and uh, and she sat in two elections one was fed and one was state and uh, I must admit to see that uh, it's like a wall of red that comes in it's like these volunteers just walk in and there's a wall of red and it, it's quite uh, quite confronting do you do you find it confronting when you go into those polling booths when you get handed you know 15 different pieces of paper? I just no, walk, I I walk past all... Yeah, well, that's what I do. I walk past all of them. I don't take anyone's. No, no, I don't. I've been, to, I've been to a few... Well, when I was in the Blue Mountains last week, I went through a... Uh, uh, walked through a shopping centre and there was an early a poll booth and um, I, you know, I was um, like a piece of... Um, <laughs> a piece of dog <laughs> dropping a dragonfly. 
Um, but uh, I'm glad I said that about myself and someone else didn't. Although yeah. they may agree. Mm-hmm. But I, I've, I've voted because I'm not going to be I'm not going to be around on Saturday. So I've already been to the booth down at uh, oh, Newcastle. So you've I've already done it. I've done it. Yeah, yeah. They were, they're I, all down there as well. It's that's the one down opposite uh, near the uh, the university land. Yeah, like mm. a, just like near the intersection of Auckland Street and King Street, a little bit further down towards Market Town, maybe a hundred metres down mm. from Auckland Street on that side. Um, doing a brisk business, I must say. There was plenty. There was plenty of people there from all uh, uh, all representatives. Mm-hmm. Um, very keen to uh, trust the piece of paper in the hand. <laughs> Look, I, I don't think I don't think a lot of people understand. You know the, the whole preference voting thing and that. Like you know, you, unless you unless you take a piece of paper, you're making your own preferences. Mm. You know where they're going to go. And look, there will be people. I mean, Newcastle, at all three levels of government at the moment, is um, is pretty labour labour oriented, right? So you know, you got a labour oriented um, council. You know, they got the numbers in council. They got the number. They got the state member uh, for Newcastle for um, Lake Mac, uh, Charlestown. You got a Lake Mac Labour Council. You've got uh, and your federal members. Um, labour, it's pretty well a wall of red and, um, uh, around here, so it, it can be intimidating for people of another persuasion. Mm-hmm. And you know, labour, labour supporters do get along to elections, and they they put on the shirt and they they kind of trust out the piece of paper. With the accusations, like what kind of bullying? I, I missed that. What kind of bullying? So. Uh, Brooke Vitnell, who is the the Liberal standing in Paterson, um, she was putting out her signs last Sunday, and uh, they were pulled out of the ground and and removed by by someone wearing a red shirt, and uh, and then um, it, the language used to her was quite vile. Um, it was quite horrible, and uh, not only that, she's been trawled on uh, on on her. Facebook page, something shocking, um, you know, just some of the comments are horrendous and, and it all comes around her looks, you know, the fact that she's blonde, she's young, she's attractive, um, yeah, very, very derogatory comments and why as a woman would you put yourself up for that? You know, they're crying out for women to be part of politics. Never in a million years would I go into that. Well, that's, you know, that's unfortunate and, and grubby. I mean, you know... Have a go. Have a go at her about you know the policies. Policies, have yes. Go, you know, have a go about the ideas. But you know, as soon as you start to you know denigrate someone because of how they look or trying to uh, you know shame them because of how they look or whatever, you you kind of you you, you really drop down a little there. That's 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 grubby. As far as signs being removed, look, that's that's been that's, that's the been game, forever isn't it? the case, yeah. hasn't it? You know, yeah. people people have you know, and vandalising signs and writing on signs. People have always done that kind of thing. Um, Brooke looks like a six dollar chance on the on the on the uh, on the betting okay. market. Yep. So uh, and uh, Meryl's like down into uh, like uh, I think she last time I looked she was under a dollar two. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it's a, a, a bit of an uphill battle uh, up there at the moment. Of course, that's the. That seat is a has you know I would stay with Bob Baldwin for quite mm-hmm. a few years and um, you know but uh, at the moment it, it, you know according to the sports betting markets now they do get it wrong 
Yeah. They do get it wrong from time to time. So, um, you know, I I think that at the moment uh, the ALP is, is favoured to, to, win, to win government. But, geez, you know, it's another 48 hours. Anything can happen. And that's, that's also the chance about voting early too, you know. That's like some outrageous could emerge, you know, just before the, you know, the night before the election. You wake up and you read this, you know, such and such a thing that could change the way the, the way you vote. I mean, that is that that is possible. You've already can't you've already cast your ballot. So I don't know. I think what over three point two million Australians have already voted. Yeah. Um. So I don't. I are they? I do wonder if they're the died in the wool people. If they're the people who've already gone along and said, "Look, I'm voting for this mob, regardless." Yeah, um, yeah, I think it's possible. I, look, I, I'm still undecided to be honest, Paul. I still don't know. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm the same as you. I'm in the seat of Newcastle. Um, Sharon is such an exceptional local member. Um, you know, she does a great job. But I'd also like to see Newcastle get some more dollars into it. You know, we, we have actually for the first time ever seen, uh, you know, we've seen the Prime Minister up here. We've seen, uh, you know, Rudd was, was up in the seat of Hunter yesterday. For the first time ever, they're actually paying attention to our area. That's unheard of. Yeah, well, the seat of Hunter, he, uh, the, the Labor candidate there, uh, Dan Repicoli. 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 Um, yeah, he's 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 a uh, a sharp favourite uh, up there, um, but I mean that's been you know that's been part of the Fitzgibbon dynasty up the mm. ALP heartland for a long time. But in the in the last election, they went um, you know they, they they went close. They got a real a real shake up. Mm. It'll be interesting to see how many people um, in Patterson vote for candidates other than the major parties. That will be a that will be a interesting. I, I, I think Labor has purposely this time not made themselves a big target in terms of you know change structural changes to coal. I mean, I, I, I was at a, a, a CPA breakfast this morning. And what are you? <laughs> what? <laughs> How bored were you this morning? Are you not getting out of Australia? No. No, it was actually no, no, it was actually a good thing. No, there was a, I was nicely invited to be a panel there talking about the future of, of Newcastle, and I was very um, and people there were upbeat and optimistic. And one of the things that came across, look, you know, there's a lot of discussion about um, uh, transition. It's one of the big mm. concerns of people in Newcastle. How do we, how do we actually get there? Yeah. What job is going to be there? But there's so much stuff going on there from. Uh, uh, the, the uh, representative managing director from Amp Control was there yep. talking about all the kind of stuff that's, that they're, they're doing. Rod there. Henderson but, and that organisation is phenomenal. Yeah, fantastic. Mm. And they were talking about how much longer... Look, and they were saying, Where's, where are we going to be in five years' time? Where's Newcastle going to be one at a time? And like our... our we've got the, the industries based around um, health, defence... Mm. And and they were talking about energy, and they saying, "Look, coal coal's going to be here in five years' time. People are thinking it's it's, it's, oh, it's not it's, going it's, anywhere. No, no, it's not. But they're talking about diversification of the economy. I was very surprised. Um, Tim Owen was there talking about how, you know, the kind of changes that the money going into defence industries and the, the amount of employment that it's going to 
provide in Newcastle is, is huge. So the thing was about attracting, the, you know, how do we attract people to Newcastle? And, you know, we have this thing called lifestyle, but when you interrogate lifestyle, what do people actually mean mm. by lifestyle? What do they want by lifestyle besides, you know, the ocean on our doorstep? What, what, you know, what if you don't go to the beach? What if you don't care about mm. the ocean? What, what are the other things that matter about living in Newcastle? Well, as you said last week, Tracy, one of the problems at the moment is the rental market is, you know, there's less than 1% availability. It's tight ass. House prices are through the roof. How do you keep young people here in the in the region? And I think some of the things that, well, that's right. But I think some of the opportunities that are, that are you know, coming down the pipeline at us um, uh, may, may assist uh, in, in, in keeping young people here and providing jobs. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I would just hope that there's, there's some more attention paid to people who aren't in the housing market. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's all well and good to say, how do you get people into a house and that kind of thing. But what about people for, for whom that, that's not, not a possible thing? How do, we, how do we address that? I agree with you completely. And I was having this exact conversation with somebody yesterday that first home buyers, yes, we need to look after them. But we have a whole new group of, of potential homeowners that we've never had before, which is either the broken marriage, the de facto's, the uh, you know the the older person whose whose life is imploded. Yeah, we have all of these middle this big middle age block at the moment where people are starting again, and your rental prices are are astronomical. The housing prices yep. are astronomical. How do you start again? Yep. And you know, one of the one, one of the things that I, I think this morning, like people were talking about the importance of the economy, and absolutely, but outside of work. There needs to be a cultural and social fabric that that gives people the lifestyle thing that they talk about. You know, it's you know, it's things like, and I, I think we've said this before too. Look, our beaches are great, but are they better than you know, blah blah? We've got an international airport, you know, up the road. Um, like by the end of next year, we could be looking at two flights a day, international flights coming in by the end of twenty three. That's incredibly exciting. And that creates all kind of supply chain opportunities as well. So you've got what they call above-wing opportunity with tourism and that kind of thing. But, you know, all below-wing, all the ground, you know, all the ground support that's needed and all the jobs that will get created through there. But, I, you know, my concern is the, you know, let's also think about the people that work in the cultural industries, quite often um, people who, you know, provide that nighttime economy and things. Mm. Some of those people are in, in, in the gig economy and, you know, they they haven't, you know, they're not paid highly. No, they're not. And, uh, and ongoing employment for them is um, difficult. It's often sporadic. Um, and yet they provide such an important, you know, contribution to the things that people do when they're not working in uh, in, in these industries that are, that are taking off, you know. And, uh, so there's a lot of a lot of a lot of things there. I think for Newcastle and the Hunter to think about how do we how do we help to foster um, uh, people working in the in the cultural industry. So this is a place that they want to be, and it's a place they can afford to be. That's because a big thing. Those mm. kind of things. Yeah, you go to work, you come home, you switch on the on the telly. You know, it's like yeah. you could be anywhere. Could be yeah. Mm. Could 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 be anywhere. You know, but it's. Uh, I suppose it's, it won't be long until we we see a, a new uh, uh, you know a new 
government, whether that's the uh, the existing government in a new form or whether it's a change of government. But, you know, the things that we're talking about, they haven't rated much on the radar. Not at in, all. Uh, no. In, in, in this particular election. I think Indigenous issues haven't been high on this uh, particular um uh, election, they haven't been front and centre. Peng Wong has talked about an Indigenous voice to Parliament if the ALP are elected. Um, but in general, they're, they're, they haven't had, you know, the high degree of a, a, a attention that they have had in uh, in previous, well, not high degree of attention, some degree of attention in, in previous issues. Um, I think so, there's a lot that's been missing Paul, I, I think that we've focused on a few key issues and we've lost a lot of opportunities. You know, COVID doesn't even come up at all. And we're losing, you know, we've lost 650 elderly Australians since the election was called to COVID. Yeah, yeah. You well, know. that's, yeah, the, the numbers, where are we ranking in the world per, per, per We're still number one. People. We're still number one. Yeah. Mm. What, yeah, but no one's talking about it. want to talk about it? The people not. What is it? I don't understand. I don't understand. Well, listen, we have to get going, but before we go, right, okay, what's your, uh, what's your tip? Who's, uh, who's going to take government on Saturday? That's assuming well, we I know think, by Saturday. Well, I think the ALP will win the eight seats, mm. and that will be enough to win government in their own right. They need 76. I think they'll win 78. Mm. I must agree with you. I'm. I know that uh, that Scott Morrison was was edging closer and closer, but uh, I just think there is such a, a movement for change, whether that be to the ALP, to the Greens, to the Teals, to to the Animal Justice, to any of the. There just is a huge desire for change. Mm, I think you're right. Mm. Well, listen. You have a lovely, lovely election night, no matter what you decide to do, and I'll uh, I'll look forward to uh, to hearing all about that next week. I look forward to carping about the new government next week. Yes, we can start all over again. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, my friend. Okay. You have a lovely, uh, lovely day. Okay. Thanks, mate. Sure. Bye. That was Paul Scott with, uh, with the pub test. With over nine decades of combined media experience, Tracy Mack and Michael Blacksland bring you a smart, fast-paced morning of news and entertainment with special guests and major newsmakers for your morning fix. Join Tracy Mack for Newcastle in the Morning, weekdays from 9, only on Newcastle Live.